We got a uh, Skype recording and I got voicemails on my phone recording, so we are doubled up here. got it during the normal course of the year. Well, no, I know that. But I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, a tax return, like, I mean, our bracket changed and everything, too. So, I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just, I wasn't shocked, but it was, like, it was just different from getting, like, super, super fatty return. I mean, it's still got a good return, but it's just like, oh, that's right. Damn it. But so, like, I'll take any money. <laughs> would rather have my money all in a check. Like, I purposely set up my taxes to give myself the most back possible. So for me, I would prefer it that way. Yeah. No, I, I can't be true. Like, if it's an extra, like, $70 a, a week, like, I'm just going to blow that, like, without even thinking about it. It's like exactly. a lump sum, like, at the end. Like, I can actually, the bigger the dollars, the more I can actually, like, plan or, like, think about it. Save. <laughs> yeah, save someday. So, well, the, the most the most disheartening thing about doing the taxes was when I printed out the childcare tax form and I had spent thirty thousand dollars on fucking childcare this year oh, out of pocket. Do you not do your uh, whatever it's called? What's it called? Your pre-tax money. Um, <clears throat> we started doing that, but then it just like it's a five thousand dollar cap. So I mean, it's not a huge number, but it's still pre-tax. Yeah. We started doing it. I think we did like twenty five hundred at least, but it was just like five. This is so ridiculous. But only two more years to go. Till what? Till one of them. I don't have to pay daycare on one of them. Oh. <laughs> 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 then what will you pay for? Just, just everything else. Soccer, dance. Yeah, well, $30,000, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, that's just, like, cash money, fuck. I guess it's better to go to something, otherwise I'd just piss it away. Well, you know,
<laughs> what do your neighbors say about all the strange people walking in and out of your house? Uh, not, there's not a lot of strange people walking into my house other than me. You know, the main one. <laughs> the main, <laughs> the main freak. Used to that. Yeah, <laughs> God, I wish I was there to help you. I know, me too. It's tight, you know? I'm in the first one. First one's for me to smoke, you know? After that, we'll see. Oh, by for a disclaimer, for all of our audience who's listening, I live in Michigan, which is a legal marijuana state. Do not break any state or federal laws. Well, like breaking a federal law. Well, I know, but I, I just want to give a disclaimer out there for any, any of those people who are listening, you know? It's not necessarily true, but I'm going to say it. Well, did we want to kind of like talk about what we were like kind of where we left off last time or kind of just maybe review kind of where we left it before we kind of start talking about the questions or what do you think? Have you, have you talked to Norm lately? Yeah, I have. Norm graduates today, actually. So sorry I didn't reach out to tell you guys to reach out to him while he was in there, but I did relay that you guys wanted to reach out, but I told you not to, which is why you didn't. <laughs> so, like, just so you know, you're absolved for, like, not calling them because I told you not to, and then I forgot to tell you when was a good time. Also, his phone is broken right now, um, so he probably won't be able to answer, but he would love to hear from any of you because he'll probably get it fixed tomorrow. Okay. Um, so, Norm graduated today from a 28-day inpatient program. Um, he uh, is doing really well. He's committed to staying uh, sober, of, at least alcohol, and for, for now, I think probably everything. Um, and, um, and like, that, that was his, you know, I, I told him, like, I, I didn't really care if he quit drinking or not. I just wanted to find the tools to help him deal with whatever came his way, you know? So that was kind of something that he came about. Um, well, you know, well, he's in there. And um, what else? Um, he's not going back to work right away. We have, you know, um, in California, there's FMLA with paid disability sure. for, I think, up to 12 weeks. So um, he, he's used four of those, and then he's going to be an intensive outpatient, rather, from now on, or for, for, for the immediate future, which means that he doesn't have to go to work, essentially, uh, while he figures out if he's going to go back to work or not, or what he's going to do next. Um, what's his home environment like? Is it like a somewhat stable place? Like a good place for him to be right now? Um, you know, he lives with a Russell, who's one of our coworkers, and he's a loving and supportive guy who's not like out of control on the drinking or anything like that. Um, so like as far as that goes, yeah, I think supportive. He's, and they're they're pretty close. Um, like, like, Russell might thought he had HIV a while back, you know, like, told, uh, told Norm, and Norm had to help him through that. He did not have HIV, so that was good. Um, sure. I guess you probably shouldn't say that on the radio. Yeah, at least I'll text <laughs> yeah. name, man. Uh, yeah. we'll Russell, bleep, if you're out there, we apologize. We'll bleep that. Stop saying his name. <laughs> does, not, does not have HIV. <laughs> That's going to be a heck of a thing really to try to go that. through. I don't know. Yeah, sorry. Um, anyway, um, uh... Uh, so anyway, uh, Norm is, is um, doing all right, but isn't really sure about what his next steps are, I don't think. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, he's, glad to know he's doing well. I, I, his uh, voicemail, or his phone keeps going just to voicemail. 
Yeah, it's been broken for about a week now, and then he didn't have it for the first week, so there's only about a week and a half where he even had a phone. Um, and then he's, he's in classes like eight hours a day, so like, it was tough for us to get a hold of each other, kind of. Um, but we, we have, I've talked to him at least six times, eight times, I don't know if this is in there, so um, awesome. Yeah. I've been encouraging him to come come out here, you know. Um, uh, Kirsten and I, um, you know, we're, we want to, I want to start this mushroom farm and maybe move back to Minnesota or something. Um, so uh, uh, I, he'd be a big help in that. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think he just needs to figure, like, get his feet under him first before he does anything. You guys still tracking on? Uh Tracking towards a Minnesota move? Uh, you know, uh, I kind of have stalled out on the mushroom stuff a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but I'm definitely still having intentions of doing it, and um, we are, you know, um, actively pursuing it. Definitely, yeah. I'm jealous. I don't know, man. Huh? I've got like eight feet of snow in my front yard right now, and it's going to be like negative 20 to, to tomorrow morning, so I'm not. How jealous yeah, are you? Fuck Minnesota. <laughs> I love you. I love you, but don't come back. It's like the worst <laughs> month ever. It's like fuck. It sucks. I, I just spent um, I just spent like twelve hundred dollars getting ice dams, like power steamed washed yeah. off of my roof today. It's fucking pain in the ass. I don't know, dude. There's something to be said about just letting them leak into your house and then having to I mean, I have legit, like, every night, like, walk around, the outside, like, the outside walls, like, in the bedroom and stuff, and looking for stuff, but I haven't... I haven't had any problems. Yeah, it Yeah. It's just, well, I talked to the guy, too, and he's just like, well... And it's just, like, this one spot of the house. He's like, it's, it's a flatter part of the roof, and when it's flat... That's when you're going to get the buildup for sure, and it's not going to flow right. So I don't know. It was it was shitty, but it had to be done. So what are you going to do? Well, the thing you can do is let him leak into your house until insurance pays. <laughs> well, he, he said I, I could still make a claim. I mean, he still he said I could make a claim because I did have some water leakage. So I mean, that's the whole reason I called him. You know. Um, so he's like, you know, I'm just a roof guy, um, but you know, that's I would try to get all of the insurance guys and see what they say. I'm like, all right, we'll see hey, what happens. Same on your roof, dude. You should call Jim Forey. Jim Forey is um, he. That's what he does. Is he helps make claims that for a company, and mm-hmm. essentially he gets paid if the claim gets fulfilled by <laughs> really? the company. Yeah. So it's two, and he doesn't do the work, but he we mm-hmm. works the company who does and and so um it's to his benefit to like make it seem as if you're worth as much damage as possible so that's essentially what he does he'll go to places like after storms and be like hey you want me to get you insurance money yeah that's pretty tight yeah. okay i'll look i gotta look at i gotta i gotta figure out what because this is like it's external i don't know this is my first foray into like having to deal with anything like adult related in regards to owning a house. So we'll see what happens. Maybe that, I'll get to it. That was going to be my larger conversation too about after my accident, how much bullshit you have to talk to so many goddamn people to get anything moving forward. So I just got my car back yesterday, so I was I didn't have it for four weeks. It's like Jesus Christ. There's got to be an easier way to get this stuff done. So you think well, that yours, your your pen. 
to go to the show then, like one of the things that you were, you wanted to answer the question, what's been the, the hardest thing that you've dealt with in the last month? And for you, that's been your car? Yeah. So yeah the, the, I think for the audience, you, you might have to describe that one from the from second one. So, Tell the story from, from the get-go. So this is the Monday after the Super Bowl. So um, the weekend of the Super Bowl, uh, that Friday, Saturday, and then into Sunday was in the 40s. So there was plenty of melting kind of going on. And then beginning, I think, mid of the day on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, the temperatures plummeted. It went from 40 on Saturday afternoon to like minus 10 on Sunday night. Um, so everything froze. Um, some things I learned after by talking to people um, that evening, the Super Bowl night, uh, MnDOT pulled their salt trucks off the road at 9 o'clock that night uh, after, they had two, after they had several accidents. Uh, AAA stopped dispatching people at midnight because um, tow truck companies stopped um, sending stuff out. And then I had uh, Bobby and Steve's came out and they had their trucks uh, off, uh, idled um, from 10 o'clock Sunday night until 2 o'clock Monday afternoon. Because they had lost three, re- they had three of their records got totaled out trying to get people out of the ditch and stuff. <laughs> so if I had known any of those three data items, I would not have been in that big of a hurry to get to work on Monday morning. Um, so my driveway is on a pretty good slant. To, to, to set um, this up a little bit, we all got a text a couple of weeks ago where Ben's car uh, was tilted off the, 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 the side of his driveway. Um, I'm sorry, I should have interrupted your story. No, it's fine. Yeah, so, you're, you're well, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, well, no, I mean that's a good point though. And let's just talk about it right now because you you threw it out there. You know, you know, if he's telling his story, you know, do we want to like? Should it be one of those shows where like we talk directly to the audience, or do we only really talk to each other? Do we want to break that wall down? I mean, I don't. Well, I don't I'm know. just thinking. I'm just telling you. To my head. I'm just telling you guys the story, I guess, and they'll hear. It, I guess if that makes sense. Let's, let's yeah, let's hear the story, and then we'll decide how we format this stuff in after we hear the story. So, um, so my driveway is a pretty. So from the bottom of the driveway to the garage is probably I'd say at least twenty foot uh, vertical drop, over one hundred and twenty feet of driveway or something like that. So it's a pretty steep pitch. Um, and then about halfway down the driveway, um, there's a drop-off. It goes, starts at about probably four feet and then kind of goes down to zero over about, I don't know, 30 feet or so. So um, because of that, I turn. I have a turnaround at the top of my driveway, so I turn around usually. So I kind of back straight out and kind of go, you know, left, you know, at a 45-ish degree angle and kind of just turn around. So I had finished doing all that, so I was kind of, so saying facing the street, I was probably at about, you know, pointing at kind of a one o'clock, an o'clock. Um, so I turned, was turning left, or had the wheel turned, the wheels turned to the left, they straighten out to start going straight down the driveway to pull out. Um, so I made it about, and I was probably going, so I, you know, didn't even have my foot off the brake, so I was, you know, going about, I'd say less than a mile an hour. Just trying to straighten, yeah. just trying to straighten up, and all of a sudden caught the ice, and it was just, I, had nothing. I just spun the wheel all the way back, and it was just, uh, <laughs> I realized it extremely quickly that I was nothing was going on. So it was, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, <laughs> and then went over. The, so the went over the edge, um, at probably I don't know a forty-five-ish degree angle. So the left front wheel is on the ground. 
the right front wheel was on my driveway, and then the car was kind of pitched with the right rear passenger wheel was probably about four feet off the ground or so. With so the, describe the picture you sent us. So that's me. There's a tree. So it did not hit the tree on the initial. There's a tree, a pine tree, right in kind of the side yard. So it's the side yard between my my house and my neighbor's house. Um, so it's kind the of. Tree didn't stop it. It was stopped. It stopped short of the tree, about a foot short of the tree. <laughs> is where the front, is where the front wheel hit. So my neighbors, who are a couple that are right left wheel and your right wheel is what four feet, three feet. Yeah, yeah. It's a I'd say I'd say at least three feet. Yeah. It's kind of so it's kind of it's kind of pitched at kind of like if you like took it and like turned it a little bit on like the diagonal axis. It was kind of so it's kind of um so um so it stopped. I put it in park, turned the car off, opened the door, took my seatbelt off, and kind of slid out. So my two neighbors who were sitting in the there was a like a little sunroom right there that they were sitting and drinking coffee. So they were oh, out. No. So they were out of the house. Oh, so they, that is awesome. So they were out of the house and like in like coming to like get me like before I even like had gotten out of the car. So they were out of there pretty quick. So I get out. It's like. How are you oriented? You're. You're, are you like is your shoulder and head up against the window when you go over or you like brace no I brace myself so I was sitting pretty normally but just kind of at a I mean a skew angle I guess I mean <laughs> and when you opened your door how open could you get it I could open it all the way oh you could okay. yeah it was it was far enough it was in pretty slow motion then huh I mean, it was so. It, I mean, it was incredibly slow. I mean, from the and then from the time that I realized I was going over, the time I was out of the car was less than a minute. I mean, it was, you know. I can't believe that you backed up when I first saw that. I thought it was just a pull out of the garage and you you backed up completely, turned that car around, and then slid on down that hill. Correct. Oh really? Oh, I didn't get that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I I I had. I had I was ninety five percent complete with the turnaround process before it, anything happened. Were you, was the car teetering at all, or was it pretty much like locked in place when you exited? Um, it was it was in there pretty solid. Um, How do they get it out? So, I'll just tell the story um, chronologically, I guess. So, so this is going back to Rudy's point about being an adult. This was kind of my larger thing. Was like I've never had to deal with insurance before, or what even, or been in a car accident before, and to what you have to do. So I get out, and I'm like, I don't even know who to call. So I like call my dad. Was the first call I made, <laughs> and then I call my insurance agent, and so she's like, okay. Um, I said, I don't. Know, what do I do? You know? She's like, okay. Well. Um, we don't you, you don't require you to use a certain tow, so if you want to just call, find somebody to tow it out, you can do that. We'll open the claim, and then somebody from uh, Nationwide will give you a call at some point in time later today. Okay. Nationwide is on your Yeah, they, well, I, I mean, more or less so far, I've got, I mean, I had to pay, I paid for the, they haven't reimbursed me for the tow yet, and then I had to pay 500 buck deductible for the repairs, but otherwise they've covered everything else. I mean, they gave me a check, like on the spot, basically. Um, How fucked up was it? So... So I Wait, get let's out. Let's guess on what broke. Can we guess on what broke? Pardon? Like what you had to fix? Sure. All right, I'm gonna guess you had to fix um, uh, something uh, in the suspension. I'm gonna say a strut. Do we have a strut? Nope. <laughs> Front axle. Nope. Nothing. Oh. Nothing mechanically wrong with the driving apparatus. Really? 
So we just sent maybe um, uh, some panels, five thousand dollars worth of damage. That's what we're working with. Yep. So I'm going to say that you just replaced maybe then what three body panels or something. So it was the hood, uh-huh. the radiator cover, and the front bumper. So basically the entire front not end. Not the radiator. Not the radiator, just like the front end the cover. So that thing that's actually kind of cool is because my car is 10 years old, so they put on, like, the newer model, so it looks pretty tight. <laughs> it's, it looks really, like, he pulled it up, and I was, he, he pulled, like, he, the, the body shop guy, when I came out to pick it up yesterday, he pulled it out, and I was like, that's not my car. And I was like, this looked, it looks like a different car. Like, the front end, like, the Ooh. front end design is, is the, a little slicker, a little more curvature than the kind of little, that was a little more boxy. And then, um, so if you can see in the picture, my neighbor's fence right there. It hit to the back, back left, the back driver's side hit the fence and cracked the four by four. Um, so the back window that's over the cargo bay broke out, so that had to be replaced, and then replaced both quarter panels on the back left, so the upper one and the lower one. And then did, and there's a bunch of plastics that's kind of all over the place. It kind of just snaps whenever, but. Nothing mechanically wrong with it. I, mean, I have to take it in for... I was scheduled to, and I have to take it in for an oil change, so I'm going to have them um, take a look at it. But I drove it out to Chanhassen, which is 20, 25 miles from my house, and no problems. Well, that's tight. Suburban 3 and all. I mean, technically, you really didn't even have to fix it. It was $5,000 in aesthetic vent damage, right? <laughs> Well, I had, a, I, had a, I had a broken window, so that would have, I mean... Oh. And it looked pretty... So what was the large... Oh, go ahead. Keep going. No, I, was, I mean... Driving it up in the whatever it was, ten degrees on the highway with the back back window broken out was it was a cold ride. <laughs> so how did they actually how did they actually tow it out? I guess that that's my so what the I'm curious about. Bobby and Steve's guy came out on Wednesday. I just I was like okay, so he came up and was like, yeah, I can't do anything about this. I was like, I have to get I have to, for me for me to you, I have to be behind you to pull you out. And I was still hanging over the driveway, so he couldn't drive it up my driveway. So I was like, okay, uh, who should <laughs> who should I call? <laughs> if you're the tow truck guy, you can't do it. And so he gave me the name of uh, I'll shout him out, um, Twin City Transportation and Recovery. And so that's like who you call if, you're, if your car falls right? So their um, primary. Operations is um, semi truck towing and uh, right sizing semi trucks that um, tip over or um, jackknife or whatever, and then yeah. um, uh, train derailments and train off the track <laughs> stuff. So what the what the original plan was they call it uh, fuck um, like a recalibrator or something. So it's basically a crane. On a big truck, like a semi-sized truck, that it comes in and just kind of grabs it and kind of picks it up and puts it back on the driveway. What did they grab it by? Like the chassis? Well, that's that was that was the original plan. It's like a crane. <laughs> it's basically a crane basically. So he came out. So then this was okay. So I talked with these guys on Monday. So I called them on Monday afternoon. And they said they're going to probably weren't be able to get out on Monday, but they would try. Otherwise, it'd be Tuesday. So then Tuesday was another huge snowstorm. So it snowed, I think, probably about five or six inches on Tuesday. Um, so again, there was chaos everywhere. Um, so they got too busy and they didn't get out. So they come out, he came out right away Monday morning or Wednesday morning, sorry. And he got out and he, I met him outside and he's like, yeah, I'm not gonna go get my truck up your driveway. It's too, it's too narrow. He's like, all right, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take some pictures. I'm gonna text him to the boss and then we'll talk and I'll come back and tell you what the plan is. He's like, all right. 
So he's in the car for like an hour. I was, so like, he, he comes back in. Um, I was like, all right, talk to boss man. Um, let's get a bunch of salt down. Let's get as much of this snow and ice off as we can. And then we'll come back after lunchtime after it's kind of melted and dried up a little bit. It's like, all right. So then, quote-unquote boss, who was probably our age-ish, um, and I think he was the son of the actual owner, because he, um, he came out in, like, so the first guy that came out was in, like, coveralls, you know, and, like, stocking hat, and, like, a guy that's going to be planning and working outside all day. The other guy that came out was in, like, dockers and, like, a, like, a, like a Dickies, you know, work shirt, short sleeve with, like, a like long underwear, undershirt underneath it with, like, you know, the logo, like his name and stitch on and stuff. It's like, this guy's not a guy that's out. You know, he came from the office? Yeah, more or less, yeah. <laughs> so then he came in with just more or less, um, not quite the normal record, but it has kind of had a boom off the back that kind of could extend and then had cables uh, that came off either side of it. Um, so we, what he did was he took uh, a cable and hooked it to the front left just axle, just inside the tire, to kind of stabilize it from sliding forward. And then with the other one, went straight down through a pulley and then through a chain that he put on that was about maybe a third of the way behind the front uh, passenger right tire. Um, and then went back through another pulley on the truck and then came back through the rear wheel, rear passenger wheel, and then went and then clipped it to the truck. So it kind of, had a, so it kind of was pulling to the right and then kind of up, I guess. So both sides and then kind of... And then the other guy came back and he kind of helped and then kind of just kind of moved stuff around and an inch at a time for three hours I kind of just kept adjusting it and moving stuff around and kind of you know re- reattaching here reattaching there and it was quite the process but he got it back so they got it and just kind of pulled it back up to where it was at in the driveway kind of to the left of there uh, like where well, it fell yeah. off of essentially yep just like basically moved it like yeah just yeah moved it just straight like right as the as you sit in, I guess. Was there any conversation of like, "Wow, that's the first time we ever did that"? No. So that's what we we first started looking at. It, he's like, "My dad, my dad came over because he wanted to watch it." And he's like, "So what do you think?" He's like, "Well, this is gonna be a lot harder than it looks." So he's like, "It would have been if you had just rolled it. It would have been easier." <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then um, our neighbor had said, "Hey, if you need to cut that tree down, you know, do it. You know, it doesn't matter. It's not. It's kind of a. There's not a lot." Of, Branches on it. it's kind of a dying tree, and it was Anzalini like over my house, so it'll fall in my house at some point in time, probably. So then I mentioned that, and he's like, We're a long way from cutting trees down because we'll try a lot of things before we start cutting trees down. I was like, All right, but you got it out, and it was so then we got out, and then he was like, So what do you think? 100 bucks, 10,000 dollars? Like, what do you think? What do you think that was? And I was like, and I was like, You should usually negotiate this on the front end. <laughs> He laughed. And he's like, you know, the two of us out here for three hours, you know, honestly, probably $1,000. I was like, done. Like, I don't know, you know, you got it out. Like, I, my other buddy I was talking to was like, yeah, I'll just come over with a blowtorch and let's cut it apart with scrap. <laughs> <laughs> so, got that. So then I drove over, drove out to a auto place, um, dropped it off. And then, after I dropped it off, I mean, they... Just call me with updates. Otherwise, they work directly with the insurance company um, for costs. So I just had to pay whatever the five hundred out of pocket, my deductible, and that was that was it. So it was, but the um, I didn't have a car for a month, right? And so I was, you know, 
so they did cover a rental car. Um, but again, this was in February, Minnesota, with weather being crazy. So I got a what a Nissan Altima, which was like which was they covered that thirty dollars a day, whatever. So I had to pay some sales tax, and then I did get the insurance because I was like, I don't need to wreck this rental car and have another <laughs> sure. and put another claim on my insurance while my other car's not even fixed yet. So I paid. I think it was like 30 bucks a day or something like that. So I had it for 10 days or something. But then I went to Florida for a week. So I was like, I'm not going to keep this rental car um, while I'm in Florida paying for it. So I dropped it back off. Um, and then since I had turned it back in, I couldn't... Did you buy a place in Florida? Pardon? Did your parents ever buy a place in Florida? No, my in-laws run a place for a couple months. So, you know... So, what was... So on Sunday night also, Super Bowl Sunday night, my sister broke her ankle on the ice falling and broke her ankle. Oh, no. oh shit. So she can't drive. So my parents had an extra car then. So then I did borrow my mom's car for whatever the past two weeks or whatever, or 10 days, whatever it was. So that was, you know, being lucky enough to have that situation. But, you know, a lot of people get in car accidents and don't have, you know, extra cars laying around for their family members or whatever. So I was like fortunate enough to be able to do that but it was and just the whole like really until like yesterday like got getting pulling my car back into the garage at whatever it was five o'clock was like the first time i felt like not stressed about the situation for four weeks or whatever it was kind of like you know pulled it in put it in park got back in the house and was like okay i don't have to i mean it was it was like a kind of not it was kind of sneaky stressful for you know it wasn't like the major thing that was you know but it was kind of always, you know, there. What's going to happen? Is this going to be okay? Is that going to be okay? Whatever. But so that was that was finally after whatever month having you know, being uh, out from under that shadow was quite uh, quite relaxing, I must say. So I have two questions. First is throughout the course of things, I, I, you're someone who I know can be like like most people, and I know I know I can be. And that you get like really pissed off at yourself sometimes. Yeah. And, like I, I do that too. So throughout the course of things, initially to like right after, to like halfway through it when you still have no car, how pissed were you at yourself? And my second question is, um, if there was an overarching like takeaway or lesson from it, what would you say that was? So I never. I mean, it was just. You know, more of a freak out. There wasn't really. I mean, other than having some. This will. This will this is the answer to part two, I guess. Don't get too stuck in the biggest fuck of a hurry to get to work. <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, I seem to, you know, I have, I can't, I can log in from home or whatever. So it's like, you know, you know, if there's bad weather, don't get into a big hurry to go get somewhere, you know, just, you know, the weather is the weather and, you know, the conditions are the conditions and don't kill yourself, you know. Figuratively, you know, in this case, luckily not literally, um, to try to get, you know, work or whatever, try to do something, you know, if it's not safe, you just don't go, I guess, would be the, you know, got to be, um, pay attention to what's going on, you know, whether, whatever the situation is, just kind of don't get into a, too big a hurry to get, you know, ahead of yourself that you put yourself in this unsafe situation, which is what I, basically what I did, you know, luckily, so this is, you know, so, uh, my wife and son are home Monday and Tuesday, and they kind of they have some activities during the day. So if I, if, you know, that's what I think about. You know, I didn't have my son in my car. You know, thank God it was just me. 
Um, and then also if they had, because it was a pretty icy driveway, if they had left, if I had gotten out safely, you know, it was still as icy and they had done something and they went over, like that would have been, you know, even worse case than me going over myself or whatever. But so there's, you know, I kind of consider that, you know, a little bit of a silver lining that it was just me and not, you know, whoever else in my family that ended up in the situation. But so, but, you know, I never got too mad at myself about it. I was more, I think more anxiety about trying to get the situation rectified and making sure I wasn't screwing anything up along the way to slow down the, uh path and so to make make sure that everything just kind of just you know stuff takes time too. kind of be you know to get stuff done and takes you know takes time and just you know be so i think um maybe maybe give me to be a little more laid back into a couple things and not you know not get into so, so, such a big hurry about things that aren't that don't necessarily matter i guess i think that's really important uh, there's so many like levels you can realize that on it's a lesson you can learn again and again and again (laughs) absolutely but like if it prevents you from like going out sometime in the future when Sammy and Harris are with you or says say to them like hey maybe we should you should just stay home yeah absolutely worth learning for not having your car for a month because really that's not such a big deal you know yeah I mean the long run right it's not but while you're in it it's just uh an inconvenience and annoyance, but obviously, yeah, it's a, uh, a short-term problem that um, has been rectified. I think while you're in it is the key thing. Like, because we yeah, say while you're like, in that month, it is a big problem, whereas in a month from now, it'll be like, oh, I learned that thing. And it's the same thing when you're trying to get to work. While you're in it, it's like, oh my god, I'm late for work. But then if you think, like, oh my god, I was late for work once last week, it's like, who gets a shit? Yeah, and obviously, you know, job depending, you know, I have a little more flexibility than probably a lot of other jobs where it doesn't, you know, as long as I get there and get my stuff done, you know, punching in at eight and clocking out at five, like nobody really cares about that as long as I, you know, get done what I need to get done in the time that it takes or the time that it needs to get done in. So there's some benefits there. And yeah, and then, you know, so, I mean, it's been, the month of February has been crazy weather. It's either been below zero or snowing basically every day of the entire month. It was a record, it was the fifth snowiest fourth snowiest month fourth fourth ever um today or it was a little it was it wasn't warm it was like in the teens but it was sunny so today was pretty hot i mean relative like i didn't <laughs> we were joking about that like i don't like i didn't we went out to brunch or whatever i was like i don't even wear a coat it's you know 15 degrees and sunny like it was hot <laughs> but um so it's supposed to i think tomorrow's low is minus 15 so it's supposed to be the ne- in the next couple days they're supposed to be record lows for March, I mean it's March, right? It's gonna be minus fifteen in March. It's like, and then it snowed. What did snow yesterday? Six inches, Rudy. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, roughly. I mean, five or six. Inches. I don't know if there's any more snow in the immediate, but it's gonna be cold and then get warmer. And then March always snows a ton, so it'd be cold the first couple of weeks. And we'll probably get another two feet of snow like at the end of at the end of the month. But oh, they're looking well, at least like tentatively, obviously. But um, like Friday, Saturday, probably another two to four inches. I'm sure. There. Yeah, it's just it's 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 been a month. Mike, does that make you not want to go back to Minnesota? Does it make you want to go to Minnesota more? <laughs> Mike. He's muted. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm about to get nice. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> does that make you want to go to Minnesota more or less? Or did, were you asleep? I will go to Minnesota any time <laughs> he was asleep that means right <laughs> um yeah I I uh 
and honestly, like because here we get like slush and 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 like I like I try, I went all actually with Luca. Have I told you guys about Jorin yet? Yeah. Well, yeah. So uh, for anybody who doesn't know about Jorin, it's a sense from where a Finnish person gets uh, pulled around by a horse on their cross country skis. <laughs> and I am not a Finn, nor do I have a horse or cross country skis, but I do have a dog and a bicycle. Um, so uh, my dog's been pulling me around, and we went. Seven miles yesterday. Hey, that's not bad at all. Seven miles. She pulled most of the whole way, and then and then the, towards the end she just ran alongside me. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a bunch of fun. But like we hardly ever get to do that on real trails out here in the winter because it just slushes or it rains or it you know it doesn't snow actually or it snows when it melts the next day and you can't. So I was like going through water yesterday and all this shit because it was like forty degrees and I was. Love to have but snow to go bike around it. On the other hand, I remember how long those winters are, and the length of it, and the shoveling is a bit much. Do you, do you have to use or a fat tire bike, or can you use something you smaller? Do the dog thing? Yeah. Well, if you want to do it in the winter, you can do, but not in the summer, no. But it, like in the winter time, it's got to be like a fat tire. You couldn't do like a like a hardcore like um, off road tire, but like a thinner tire. Um, I don't think you'd want to do um, just a mountain bike tire in the snow or like the, like a, like a, like I know your streets or sidewalks will sure. definitely fall and hurt yourself even just biking around much less with a dog falling in. So you just just around the neighborhood or you just like in a trail? No, dude. So like we don't we try not to do it in the streets just because like she's on a like a nine foot leash or whatever. So like. She can get, you know, hit my car or whatever. Right. Um, and, and also, it's not good for her to pull me on that kind of surface. So by my house, there is a trail that goes back to a park. And that is like a little three-mile loop. And we go and we play frisbee in between. And she'll pull the whole way and then come back and just want to play ball. And play, she played frisbee while she was out. So I, she needs even more than that. So we went to like a single-track mountain bike trail. And we've done that twice. And she she does great on these little narrow fucking trails. She just goes. She just knows how to do it. Um, it's super fun. Yeah. I'm gonna buy her a scooter here uh, for her birthday, which already happened, but I haven't bought the scooter yet. <laughs> Better luck than ever. Um. So, do we want to go through and try to answer some of the questions and like well, see how they kind of play, or do you want to talk? I mean. That? Let's talk. Let me just talk a quick thing about the format. Um, I mean, exact. I mean, I mean that's exactly what we're trying to get to. Obviously, you know, like a question which Ben answered perfectly. You know, something that he dealt with, and it's like you can't make up like real life. Like there are no stories. There's no fiction that's better than that. You know, like that's yeah, and real in stuff. The, in the show notes, like in real <clears> podcast, you know, what we do is Ben would then post that picture so people can go click on it and they can look at it. Sure. You know? Yep. Yeah. Those um, engagements. I guess. <laughs> I guess uh, one of my thoughts while listening to it was, um, you know, do we want to? Because also the, goddamn, it's like so many things coming out at once here. Um, you know, like one of the strengths also that related to us is that like conversation does kind of tend to happen organically. So one thought was, um, you know, basically like have one person, answer, you know, because like already with Ben saying that story um i i could go right into something else like mm-hmm. somewhat related to that and just 
tell a whole other story just kind of, you know, tying into what he was saying. So, you know, do we want to do like one question each person, each episode? Do we want to like have one question for the group each episode? Or do we want to just start with a question and have someone answer it and just see where it goes? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, we could do variations at times, I guess, as well. But I don't know. I that's we, my thought. I for think now. we mess around with it and we see how it works. But I think that if we start off with like um, a little bit of a, a, a so I think what we'd want to do is start off with the first question of the week, whether that's something that stays the same or it changes, is something that gives us each a chance to answer briefly. And it's like mm-hmm. a closed format, short, don't go off topic too much round table, each person gives a quick answer because what that does is it introduces us to the people and it gives us each a chance to talk and be engaged because I know that I can over talk and like, you know, for a long time there's sure. been going back and forth and that gives us each a chance to chime in and then top you won't fall asleep. Oh, someone say my name? And so, um, uh, I think that'd be good but I think after that then we have the questions be a little bit more open to where if we don't all get a chance to answer one question like if someone's answer is really long or whatever and then we kind of like someone else chimes in with their story and let's let's say you had one Rudy then we'll just move on to the next question so we don't all be like you know if I don't have something particularly hard that week or whatever that month like then I'll just like ah you know we'll move on to the next one and then Mm -hmm. we go from there and we can keep those four questions or whatever consistent if we want but then we don't have to all answer them you know we can all kind of just free rip and then move on when we feel the time is right I think yeah I just like talking to you guys I think we should try and figure out a way to just talk I'm not worried about answering questions I guess well I mean I think the go ahead I think that the questions might inspire us to have really good conversations and that's the idea. Like, the questions should inspire uh, good, you know, like, compelling, like, exciting conversations that we wouldn't normally have that, therefore, would be interesting for other people to listen to. Sure. And, like, with the questions, I mean, obviously, I've done absolutely no prep work um, for this episode. But, you know, like, let's say if, you know, week four or, you know, episode four, like, you know, it's Rudy's turn to answer this specific question, like, I would really put some time into like coming up with a really good answer, a few talking points and, you know, not really craft like say a script, but, you know, actually like, you know, have some stuff and be prepared and then we could kind of go from there. Cause I mean, at least from what I get, I'm sure you guys would agree. Like, you know, when these guys are talking on these podcasts, like they are definitely like dialed into like the subject matter per se. Not a lot. A lot of them aren't. I mean, some, some of them are real out there. And I don't think, I think, I think we have the same questions every week. Like, I think that, again, we don't have to do prep work then. Because it'll be just something that eventually is on your mind because you talked about it last month. You know, like. That's, that's well, what I was, yeah, but. It, go ahead. That's what I was thinking was if we have whatever four or six, you know, whatever questions that rotate through some, you know, number or whatever. Just if they're, you know, consistent, you would just kind of be yeah having the back of your mind and kind of as you're going through life you kind of see you know kind of hey that you know that was kind of that and you kind of just you know not sit down and type out a draft but you at least 
think about it in the larger context of how you would, you know, what was the situation and how did it, whatever, grow, influence, change, or whatever you, or whatever, you know? Yeah. And then if we wanted to, like, have a shared document, if you had an idea for that a week or something, you know you want to talk to, you need to jot a little note down or sure. have your own note thing, and, and like, uh, I think that'd be... be, be I think we could keep something pretty compelling because I think that was a good story. There's more, more like it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Mike, was there anything particularly difficult that happened to you this month? Um, I, I had the shittiest day at work I've had in, in like probably five years. That substance. Yeah, I was going to miss the number pretty bad. Got a, got a lot of pressure, but feel much better about it now. That what, he, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, yeah, that was, uh, that was... Well, what was it like? What did you feel like beforehand? Like, what was the anxiety leading up to it, like, surrounding or, like, concerning? And what did it feel like? And then how is so is it better now? Uh, good, 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 good question. Um, it's okay. You have to answer. I just throw it out there. I had, I had, have had difficulty at work lately too actually um, but just like um, being motivated to do it mostly um, is, uh, <laughs> like, that's me every day well, Finny. <laughs> yeah but I can get away with not doing it is the problem and like and you guys know you both had all the independent kind of jobs sure. you have to go through an office and like when you can get away with not doing it and like then you feel shitty about not doing it so then it's like it's even kind of can be like difficult for me to even go into an account and then I'll like I've been in kind of an emotional funk the last couple of days and it gets to the point where like you don't even wanna I like for for the beginning of this week at least like I didn't even wanna to go in there and I just sit in my car and be like oh man you know what what can I do other than go sell beer because you just get to <laughs> hang up about it and it's, I'm gonna have it's to actually hard. call I'm gonna add you to my call list because when you're sitting near a car, like twiddling your thumbs, I'm probably sitting in my car just goofing around <laughs> as well. Yeah, you're probably doing it like six, eight hours earlier than I am. You still bread, and I still. Bread. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're just waking up. <laughs> yeah, not even. <laughs> I'm so sleepy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but for me, it's just I, I, I have to just go do it. Like I, I have to force myself to do it because once I go in there and I start to. I start to talk to people and, and you know, sell a beer. I enjoy it. <clears throat> well, I mean, for me, in that regard, it's it's like they basically changed my job. So, like, before, like, I was a territory manager where I handled, like, the operational piece for um, the route sales professionals and our independent business partner, partners along with, like, the sales portion of that. Um, but now, like, they've changed our roles to where we're specifically focused like in store out in the market so we're still working with the same um route sales professionals which are company owned routes and then also independent business partners but we don't have that operational piece tied to us however 
we're still doing that operational piece. So like we've been given like a new set of functions, but we're still doing things the old way. So it gets a little um, tiresome when you're told to like go out and like be in the stores, but yet you have like a whole list of emails that you like absolutely have to like respond to and like get like some things crossed off your list. So you're sitting in the car like, okay, I'm supposed to be in the store right now goofing around but like i'm doing it i i couldn't be further from the store even though i'm sitting in the parking lot uh, and then are you are you your location tracked right we're not location tracked i mean they're definitely monitoring time um but if they were location tracking us we'd all be fired by this point <laughs> yeah uh-huh <laughs> we're using like a I, I am location tracked yeah. It, yeah. It's. I mean. It's. Yeah. I mean. They're, at the end of the day, they're they're more concerned about the numbers, you know, than anything else. I'm sure you can relate to that. But um, we're using like a version of Salesforce. It's like an in-house thing that we built, like like somehow mirroring like what Salesforce does. But um, it's kind of it's a cool it's a cool feature, and and really the premise is awesome because I mean if we are only really out there like in the market quote unquote like helping sales and facilitate sales like I mean, will just crush it every year but it's hard to change a role that's been sort of in play for like the last 10 years into like a more modern like higher functioning role um, but when you're still doing all the same old stuff you were beforehand too Um, did anyone have anything this month that was like particularly freaking awesome like that happened to them that was super sweet or that you found that you did that you were really proud of doing no nothing awesome happened. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nothing awesome happened it was a shit show I mean at least, at least I'm breathing and I'm getting up and I didn't break any bones so I mean I am happy I mean typically I mean I complain a lot and, uh, and the people that I work with, we all joke around, but, you know, at the end of the day, I got it pretty easy when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I have it super easy, and I, 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 but yet still managed to get into, like, funks and depressions and just, like, not, like, be as capable as I could be. So it's like, when, when you have a life that is so easy, and yet sometimes it feels so hard, it makes you wonder. Well, I mean, I kind of realized that I've, over the last couple of years, I definitely have a little bit of that, like, uh, seasonal defective deal. Um, but a lot of it relates to, like, you know, the last three years. Like, there's no exercising going on. There's no real, like, time for myself to even, like, sit and, like, you know, realize that, like, those things are even happening. But I think I'm getting to a place now where I can kind of, I've realized that you have to force some of that, at least for me. Um, so like when I am like just walking the dog and daydream, it's like, no, I could be like making use of that, like mental time a little bit better, whether that's, you know, a headspace thing or something like that, or at least having the right conversations in my head while I'm just walking around. You know, I actually, um, so headspace, I haven't done a lot of them, but they have meditations on this app that are for like walking and mm -hmm. for moving and for even bicycling. I've done that one quite a few times. Um, and, and what it does is, is I agree that like there's usually <coughs> conversations you can have in your head and I, but the problem is that I have them all the time 
<laughs> and I have conversations in my head with the people who are sometimes like a, a work conversation I'm going to have that's like useful, but sometimes it's like a conversation with Kirsten or with you used to do with Mike when we lived together, you know, when you were sure. you're young and stuff, and like they're not useful. They're just me pretending like I know what the other person's going to say mm-hmm. and then having conversations that's not real. Um, sure. So the meditation app is like talking about like when you're walking, focus on like the feeling under your feet. You know, what does it feel like as you walk along with the actual motion and act of walking rather than thinking about whatever is in the past and the future? Think of, like, do what you're doing. Yeah. Just talk about no, like, definitely. Oh, go ahead. Like, shower thoughts or whatever. You know, when you're taking a shower, you have that discussion you had yesterday with somebody, and like, oh, if I had done this differently. Then this would the outcome would have been you know this which would have been better for me or whatever. So um, that's me all the time. I think it's just everybody. I think. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> I just like, why did I say that you know like or just re- replaying I don't know maybe this is a anxiety thing or whatever but just re- like replaying conversations you had in the past and like I could have done that differently probably been a little better but. Well, that I mean to that to that point I mean that's definitely one thing I think I've had made or I have made progress on. You know, in the past, like, I would get hung up on, like, God, why did I say that? Or, God, I wish I could, like, go back and, like, not say that. Or, you know, I really made an ass of myself. Or maybe I didn't make an ass of myself. I'm not sure, but it feels like that I did. But lately, and especially, like, with having kids, like, I feel like that's helped me to just be like, fuck it, move on. Who cares? <laughs> like, forget it. I don't care. I'm on the next thing. Like, at, at least in that, in that specific idea, you know, or that whole... Um, circumstance, I guess you could say. Yep. I've moved on from the negative self-talk a lot of the times, like telling myself that wasn't good or that. But like, I think that but I can just as easily now. You know, if I have like a really good um, beer dinner, let's say, like I had one recently. That was a cool thing I did. I did a fermented beer dinner, um, where it was the first beer dinner I've done in a long time. And it was all fermented products, or like at least there was a lot of fermented products in each course. And they used my hot sauce in it, which was neat. Nice. Um, and I just smoked it as far as my storytelling and everything. And like, I really felt like I did a great job and that's good. But then the next day to maybe be replaying that, you know, excessively, just thinking back to it, or even ahead of time, be thinking about what you're gonna do. To some extent is, um, and can be taken away from what you're doing now, you know? Sure. And so a lot of the, the meditation stuff is about having techniques that you take from the maybe 10 or 20 minutes you do it per day sitting down, and then you take into your everyday life to um, not be reflecting on the future and past as much while you're, while you're doing what you're doing. Um, well, I mean, they say with the, you know, with a lot of big-time athletes, you know, you definitely, like, they take some time to, like, you know, envision like what they're going to do, how they're going to throw the ball, or how they're going to, you know, score the touchdown or whatever. I mean, I think some of that is valid, but then like after it's already like after the fact, like you just gotta like, move on. Especially like in your instance, I'm sure you always crush it. I mean, that's one of your greatest strengths is you know public speaking and engagement. Yeah, it's, it's fun when you get it right, and it's, 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 it. But I still, I, I still get nervous every time I do it, but it's a, it's a fun kind of nervous. But, but yeah, it's a blast when you get it right. It's a, it's a really good high. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of, especially with the fermentation stuff, I mean, really, I mean, you talk about like going hard on the mushrooms. Like, 
that carrot salsa, like, man, I can envision that being, like, on a lot of dinner tables. Thank you. You know, and I have considered it. And the reason that I've decided not to go with the fermented carrot salsa, being fantastic, uh, a fantastic ferment, um, is, uh, is because it's, it's essentially, I know how to scale it up, but then the two problems you'd have are cold chain distribution, which I'm familiar with how much of a pain in the ass that is in the beer business, because this is something the way I make it, you have to keep cold. And sure. then um, the other thing is that, like, um, how cheaply you can get it into a bottle is like the problem I don't really know like as far as like the physical apparatus to get this thing that I made into a mm-hmm. bottle and that probably that's like a bottling line question and it's not particularly interesting to me like sure. I don't really care about it that much so like I don't want to spend my time solving that problem um, and also the profit margin is pretty low I think really gotcha. you know? But thank you. I appreciate it. By the no, way, will you send me that? Even if it's gone bad inside, please send me that. Someday I will get it to you. Yeah. Um, give me your, yeah. Um, text me your address and I'll, I'll try to get yeah. it out this week. I'm sorry. I'm really, that's, no, that's cool. probably my greatest weakness right now is my procrastination. <laughs> that's all I do is procrastinate. I'm really Just good at it. about procrastinating probably takes up like a good third of my time. Yeah, that makes sense. Start with that new shit every time. Yeah. did think of an awesome thing that happened this month, I guess. Go! Yeah! So, um, I'm in this Wally Club or whatever, where we, like, bring speakers in to talk to people or whatever. So we're doing this. They reached, so Filson, the clothing store, um, reached out to us and said, hey, would you like to partner for an event? If you guys want to come out um, to our store for a couple hours on a Saturday... Somebody peeing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, somebody's peeing for sure. That's me, you just have to bear with it. You can mute, there's a, you can mute on, the yeah. microphone, you know that, right? <laughs> oh, we got it on tape though, there you go. <laughs> so, they wanted um, us to come out and then while we were there, I think whatever, some percentage of their sales during that time, they would, they would donate to us or whatever. So what they wanted to do was have some sort of uh, demonstration on how to fillet a fish and then have smoked walleye to serve. Like, okay, so however it happened out, I was tasked with smoking this walleye, something that I've never done before. You have a smoker? I do have a smoker. Um, All right, well, why haven't you smoked walleye yet? Because walleye's not a fish that you normally smoke. It's something you would eat usually fresh. Okay. It's a pretty light flavor profile fish or whatever. So, 
like, all right, I just wake those. This is on well, a couple weeks ago, Saturday. So the Friday before, I was like, all right, I guess I got to do this tonight. I start everything up and then, you know, have no recipe whatsoever. Hmm. Just season with some stuff and then did it. And I was like, I don't know, it tastes okay to me. I'm not a huge smoked fish guy. It was palatable, I guess. It wasn't going to. I was just worried about undercooking it and giving people like food poisoning, was my biggest concern, I guess. Um, so then I brought it there and uh, had rave, rave reviews. Everybody was saying it was so good and everybody was asking for the recipe. So that was just kind of cool that something I kind of flung together with just my background knowledge and how to cook and smoke and season turned out great. So that was just kind of a nice uh, affirmation that I, I know what I'm doing around the kitchen. That is one of the coolest things, man, when that happens. Like, that's the kind of thing that will make you feel proud for a long time. <laughs> it's like, hey, I just made this thing from scratch with the recipe and everybody loved it. That was pretty cool. You know, Ben, I've used your example um, where you did the, the blue plate or whatever, the meal thing for a while, you know, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they send you the ingredients. Still doing it, yeah. What was it called? Uh, blue Apron. Blue Apron, yeah. Um, I've used it as an example, usually for people who didn't have as good of a foundation as you do in cooking before you start doing that, mm-hmm. but a lot of people have been like, oh, I'm learning to cook, or like, I want to like expand my horizons, or I already like to cook, because I'm on the road with people in my job and talking to them uh, about um, about like whatever because I'm just like in their car getting to know them and so I like to talk about things other than the beer industry and so um, I've used that as an example on how you can really expand your repertoire of cooking and different flavors for yeah Blue Apron sponsor the podcast I use it every day I've been a subscriber for I think almost three years now maybe over three years I know you're still a subscriber damn yeah. we've got our first ad they, that's, they only added for a better way to cook. <laughs> they I do quite like, a bit of podcast advertising. I think we're like two years too late because I just read an article today about the death of the meal service plans or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't read well, it. I just read they're even doing, they have like meal service stuff that they're doing in like your targets now. So it's like a target version of Blue Apron where you just like go up to like a specific spot and essentially buy like a Blue Apron kit and take it home. Yeah, my grocery store does that too. They just have prepared ones by the. Um, I think they have two or three. Just on, yeah, they're by the, just in a cooler by the, cash or the register. You just oh, you know, here's dinner tonight in a box for whatever. I think it's like twenty bucks or something. So do you think if like Cosby falls asleep during an episode, we should just call Norm to sub in or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like I a think. Or what? I think this, at this point, like Norm is a person that we always talk about or allude to but like never shows up on the show I mean that's kind of the theme so far <laughs> yeah on, on Pod Save America they talk about their friend Spencer and then nobody believes he actually exists so one of the promo codes for one of the things is Spencer is not real <laughs> well I mean yeah I mean getting back to you know what we were talking about before I mean we're over an hour we have the ability we have the ability to go. Oh, there you go. It's awake. Yeah, I was gonna say dog. Dog was something. I talked to dog. You know, dog ain't married. He, he's all in to join the podcast. Right. <laughs> um, I he tried to call me like last week, and I <clears throat> missed it. I called him back within fifteen minutes, and then when he or within ten, I think. And then when he called me back within 15 minutes, I was on an important phone call, and I couldn't sub out, and then I called him and we missed each other. So did you talk to him, like, this week, or what? 
Uh, I, I talked to him two weeks ago. He was moving from Switzerland to London. What? What a fool, man! Why is he going to London when pregnancy is about to happen? Right. <laughs> fun, he, he got some some really good deals on a uh, on a, like a, a high class restaurant. So he, he was able to learn, I guess, get under like get under the wing of a really good high end. Uh, chef and he wanted to learn from from that guy so he's moving to london his wife is not moving with him his wife oh is my safe. god that's <laughs> I know. trouble they're, they're gonna they're gonna meet up in like six weeks yeah oh. i don't think it's an extended deal like he's just specifically going there for that and then he'll come back to switch over or the <laughs> 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 Six week work program. Oh, it's a six week work program. Oh, that's not very long. No, yeah, it's, yeah. But he, he, oh. they, they are looking at coming back to the States long time. Really? Cool. I'd love to see that again. Hey, guess what? I'll tell you the coolest thing that happened to me this month. I just thought of it. This is actually really neat. Um, so you guys know my friend Roxanne? From. From Switzerland? Yeah. Sorry. She's from She came to the wedding. So, yep. this is my friend Roxanne. She, we went to, Ben, this is for the audience. I'm explaining the relationship. I was an exchange student in Brazil, and, uh, and she lived down there with me, but she's Swiss. And I only saw her once since 2012, and that was when she came up for my wedding. But she just had a second child, a boy named Gion, I think. And, um, and his middle name is Andrew, <laughs> which she named after me. Wow. There you go. Yeah. So, That's pretty cool. I know I'm going to your kid's godparents, even though I'm a really good godparent, but, you know, if you have any more, I'm, I, I don't even need to be a namesake, but I am a really good godparent, at least. Awesome, dude. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My brother moved to uh, Columbus this weekend. Of Ohio? Yeah. There's two Toskies in Ohio? That's fucked up, dude. Two Toskies in, in, in Columbus, nonetheless. Jeez. What are they doing there? I think uh, construction, same thing that he was doing in in uh, Tennessee, but they carry many furniture from up to a third floor with no, no elevator. It was fun. <laughs> that sucks, yeah. Aren't we at the point in our lives where we hire movers? <laughs> I, that's what I said. <laughs> Especially if you're taking a, a three-story walk, walk up. I mean, we moved across. We moved ten blocks when we hired a mover. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get rid of a bunch of shit so that when we can move. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I, I, know, I know we said we're planning on going back to Minnesota. We actually, like, I was like, Kristen's, like, looking, like, moderately actively, kind of, for jobs. Like, we're, we're I think we're going to try to actually, like, move to halfway between Duluth and Minneapolis. So, like, cool. anywhere from, like, Hinkley to, Hinkley to um, Cambridge. Pine, Pine City. <laughs> Pine City. Yeah, anywhere in there, like. Program. Well, that's what we're thinking, yeah. And so that gives us two access to two markets, although it is a pretty long drive. Like, 
I don't want to be in a big city, so like I think it's worth it because you can at least have two markets you can sell to. And, um, and then, uh, and then uh, um, also like you know, if we have to live in person's parents' place, you know, for a little while, uh, like at the lake, you know, we could live there while we figured it out. Because I don't want the piece of property we buy is obviously really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. I just want to settle for for anything. I preferably I'd like to be on a lake and have a wooded area and have some area we can plant some trees and obviously have a big garden and everything. Um, and uh, and the, the idea is that Kirsten would get a, a full-time job that has health insurance while I figure out the entrepreneurial thing um, and, uh, you know, sell mushrooms and, and whatnot and, so, and, and figure out the, like, you know, so you can, it's actually pretty easy to do extractions for the medicinal stuff too. So you can like sell supplements and shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah, I'd like to have Norm do it, and um, and like obviously, I, but once I learn how to grow mushrooms, I know how to sell stuff to a restaurant. Like I know <laughs> I can do that, and I also I mean, in my ability to keep learning how to how to do that. Farmer tables the rage. Yeah, and mushrooms are the rage too. Uh, apparently, like culinarily and um, kind of scientifically, uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff going along with how people actually think fungus is kind of the like immunological regulator for maybe like all of life <laughs> like humans and, and other life included um, like all the stuff we're learning about the microbiome goes way beyond that because they're like a decomposer right isn't that kind of their main like in the forest well, they do way more than that but they're, they're like they're, they, they decompose but they also like have symbiotic relationships with all the different kinds of organisms so like right now if a germ were to land on your skin your immune system actually isn't even the first thing that deals with it. It's all the bacteria and fungus that live on the outside of your body. So having like your your biome, even on the outside, is your immunological defense to the world. Like all these like antibacterial soaps and shit, man. Bad news. Yeah. <laughs> Along it's with the a lot of other super bugs, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's one of the effects as well as just destroying your own defenses. Yeah. Because you're destroying the good stuff that lives on your skin. Where soap doesn't take, like, everything away, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're active. The way I'm looking at it is that six months would be too soon to move, but two years would be too long. Makes sense. Uh-huh. Was the, do you have to have a the greenhouse to grow mushrooms, or what is the ideal... So, um, I, I, there's a lot of different ways you can do it as far as indoors and outdoors. Um, and I do both probably, although primarily indoors. One of the things about if we had to, you know, move and live in person's parents' place for a while is, you know, what do we do with all of our stuff? Well, we're trying to purge, but we still have a lot of stuff we want to save. Um, so, <laughs> I want to buy a shipping container. <laughs> <laughs> and so you get a shipping container for like 4500 bucks, it's fucking huge, and then you can, you know, move it, because they are intermodal transportation yep. or whatever, and then for like probably cheaper than a moving truck, and then you own the shipping container, then we can just put it right first in the parents' driveway until we get a fucking house, and then I can grow mushrooms in it, either by insulating it, or even if you want to insulate it in a way that was um, really... Um, Perspective, I guess you could bury it. I mean, you know, that would, that would work. Bury it should be good. Yeah. Well, you know, also too, like 
Um, you know, Duluth has a really big uh, resurgence right now on, like, locally made stuff and, like, all the craftsmanship. Um, I know, like, their whole, like, south downtown area is, like, completely revamped. So, like, that would be easy market for sure to, like, get something going. Yeah, and Kristen's got the pottery, too. So if I can, if we can get that going. Um, that's, I mean, I got a sheet to make it. I can sell it. You know, I know how to sell shit. Um, and I think that all the anxiety about how I'm doing at work or whatever goes away when you just need to put your money on the table. I find you know? <laughs> um, uh, that's good. So that's the plan. It's kind of to, to do a kind of do a bunch of different stuff maybe at first and figure out what makes money. You know? But I'd really like Norm's help because um, he's really good at marketing and building and shit and you know just being a good creative. Out, you know, so I'm hoping to get him, get him out, out here, or out to Minnesota, or whatever, when the time is right. Why well, you could be the first sponsor of the podcast? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. No, I think, uh, I think that I, that's a long time coming. If we're gonna, if we're gonna get a sponsor, I hope we're gonna see that. But we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I won't hold my breath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> So yeah, we're about an hour fifteen, so we're probably long enough, I guess. It goes pretty fast, doesn't it? Jesus. Well, I think again, the idea is to have a conversation that we all find productive, and like the length of time, like a lot of the podcasts that I've listened to that are pretty freeform, and most of them are interview shows. But like, like Tim Ferriss, for instance, or um, Joe Rogan. I know Ben Ben's not into that, but like they kind of just go as long as they need to go. Sure. You know? I think that's fine. Yeah. There's this talking about Joe Rogan. It was a funny meme or whatever. He had Alex Jones on the other day. And he was talking about how there's a rant where he's ranted for I don't know. Alex Jones just like yelled for like 20 minutes about God knows what. And then Joe's just like sitting there like nodding or whatever. And then the joke was like, interesting, interesting. Have you ever done DMT? And hey, Jamie, pull up that video of me doing DMT. Whatever. It's like, no, that was pretty funny. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I listened to some of it. Just turned his like conversation into his own memes, not the guy. Yeah. Like what he wants to talk about, which I can understand. I do that in real life all the time. Everybody like, does. Yeah. Well, that's, that's always the knock on people. You know, you're waiting for somebody to stop talking. Not you're not listening to what they're hearing or whatever or what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I tried to go through the Alex Jones podcast, and it was just like when he starts talking about interdimensional child molesters, I just it's <laughs> 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 just like I yeah I'm done. <laughs> Well, I think that, I think honestly doing this, because like you've been, or rather, um, Rudy, you were asking about the third wall and how we treat that. And like, mm-hmm. if we have the questions we open ended or do we cut it off to make sure everyone answers. I think those are good questions. But, but I think that actually 
the board was talking on the phone and and talking maybe with the mind of other people listening to it mm-hmm. will make us all better conversationalists because yes, you have to add context and ask follow up questions and all that kind of stuff and wait for them to be done because we're on the phone. It's harder to know when someone's been talking and all that stuff. All that, even even speaking for someone else's benefit, um, are things that I practice every day. You know, when I'm outside and, and are quite useful. You know? mm-hmm. No, I think you're right. That's probably my biggest struggle too, is just being able to listen and try to add something, and but also make sure that even when I'm telling a story, if I'm telling it in the the right way, I guess you could say. Like I listened to a little bit of the last um, the last episode. And I'm like, wow, I said like probably like 50 times or something when I was talking I was like oh my gosh yeah I definitely so had to cut that out I asked Andrew and he said he didn't, wasn't ever going to listen to it but that, that email did work you could listen to it yeah yeah it worked fine I did say I would never listen to it I just said I currently had no plans or <laughs> fair enough fair enough I said I won't ever do it <laughs> I really don't like listening to the sound of my own voice. As much as I like hearing myself talk, I don't like listening uh, to the recorded sound of my voice, as I think that's the same with everybody. That was my biggest takeaway was like, oh, that's what I sound like? That's weird. And then Sam was like, yeah, that's just what you sound like. It's like, (laughs) that's what I hear whenever you talk. That's not what I hear, so. Um, I think for homework for next time, we should, I think we should try to, I mean, did you try, Ben, you got the Google, the, the Apple Notes to work, so I think it works. It works, yeah. I think that we just, just uh, try to get into that, and maybe let's refine the questions a little bit, and next time just try to go and, like, have, I think we should have a quick opener, and that's, like, whatever. Again, if that changes week to week, maybe, maybe it doesn't, I don't know, but a quick, quick opener, and then a positive question, and then, but I think that what, what was hard for you, or what did you experience that was difficult, you know, that, 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 that maybe you want to share, you know, um, it's also it's definitely a useful thing to have in there. I think we've gone today. So. Well, yeah, definitely. I think I mean, you could we could probably do an episode every week with just that one question, or you know, once a month or something with just that one question alone. Um, I would just say, can is there some type of like app we could download that would give us the same access as opposed to the Apple Note? Because my with my phone being a corporate phone, it, I. For whatever reason, I just can't get into um, the app. You can do like a Google Doc. I don't know if it's an app for that, but you could have a. Just <coughs> There's an app for Google Docs. On your phone. I assume. I assume there would be. Way more yeah. difficult to access in your phone. Well, is there just like a, a like a app taking like a note taking app that we could all share? Because I I just my yeah, notes. It's just called Note. It's a free one that comes built on the no, phone. No. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. I can't sign in. My Apple ID is so fucked up right now. So like, I just uh, there's got to be like a other standing version that we can use somewhere. Uh, um, th- I, mean, I can't access. I, I can't access it. I'm just telling you now. I can't. And I'm not going to sit on the fucking help desk for two hours to try to figure out how to do it at this point. Hey, you figured out. I don't know. I mean, that's I, I. I've really been trying to get away from Google Docs because it's not so bad, and Google Docs noted so much better. I've honestly never used one. People just talk about it as a thing. What? Google uh, Docs. Yeah, I've used it a bunch. It's just it's way easier to use on your phone than this is. Um, so I've been to stop. 
Um, but if we need to, we can. I guess Ben doesn't use it, so I mean, I think Rudy, don't you have two phones? Yeah, but I don't. I don't touch the other one. It's just like uh, it just takes up space. I mean, basically, I'm just holding on the line at this point. Like I'm not even using it. Oh really? Huh? And like my Apple ID, like the first time they gave it to me, oh, yeah, I got it. We got password. So I, I just so screwed up at this point. Um, I don't know. Like, so you can't use any kind of like is Apple ID necessary for like everything? No, like I can any app that's like in the Apple Marketplace, like I can use no problem. It's the ones that are specific to Apple alone that are giving me the problems. You gotta figure this out. Right? I think it's pretty important that you figure this out. This should be the motivation. <laughs> I don't. It's so hard to do anything at this point. Just let me download like a is there some like a OneNote or some other like just regular them, app. Yeah, but that's like harder for everybody else. <laughs> no, you just like fucking search it and just like press the your goddamn like fingerprint to download it. It's not that hard. All right, I, Rudy, your homework is to figure out what app that is and tell us what it is then. All right, I'll do that. I, that I could probably. I'm not gonna find an app for you. You can in the next four weeks. You can find it. <laughs> Uh, or, or just, yeah, think, think of some, some, some questions. Think of the questions and write that down. Yeah, that'll be good enough. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, this was fun, guys. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. So, first Saturday of April, Target again. Um, let me check my calendar. I, I don't know the date is that is. Time works. Do we need to do it earlier so Mike doesn't fall asleep? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I like the nine o'clock works well for me. I'll just say that. Um, I mean, if I could do, if we have to stretch it a little bit earlier, I could make it work. But I mean, my kids aren't going to bed till like nine o'clock at this point. It's kind of a pain. Sweet, fuck yeah, dude. That's badass kids. You know they're cool. <laughs> I mean, they we legit got home. Yet. Shit out of it. We look, well, we it's, it's funny actually. So. All in with this, um, we took uh, Elliot. We took him to the doctor because he was um, he had like double pink eye, which is fucking odd. Like it was, it was at the point where like Elliot had pink eye in both eyes, Fran had pink eye, Bridget had pink eye, everyone had pink eye. The dog had like fucking gunk coming out of his nose, and I was like totally fine, which is okay. You gotta um, wash your hands. <laughs> but so we, we bring him into the um, to the doctor, and he's like, "Yeah, he's got pink eye." And it looks like he's got a double ear infection. Oh, I was no. like, really? He said, like, yeah, it looks like he's got a pretty severe ear infection. And I'm like, you're kidding me. And he's like, yeah, I mean, well, what do you think? I'm like, well, I can't even tell. Like, I mean, he's acting like he's like normal and everything. He's like, yeah, it's, this is kind of a, well, this was an old, old, older doctor who'd been in the business for a while. And he was like, you know, really? Like when I see a, a kid like his age, who's two, who's got like a double inner ear infection and he's like smiling and laughing this is you're seeing like what the kind of temperament he's going to have like as a older child and adult he's going to be very easygoing very chill yeah. like really he's like yeah well, i can tell I, i've seen kids grow up and like if he's laughing and giggling with double ear infections 
you're you're on easy shoot with this kid i'm like holy shit but then it was kind of interesting that like that a doctor can like denote all of that from like a child who's got an ear infection I think that's really interesting. Like, it, well, I mean, but it makes sense because, like, adversity, pain, you know, like, um, I think when you see someone going through something that is hard for them and they can smile through it, it says a lot about them. I'd say a lot with those pediatricians. I mean, they see kids, you know, for whatever, 18 years, they can kind of, you know, have an inkling about something and then kind of, you know, track the progress as the anecdotal yeah, it was kind of, I was like, whoa, that's crazy, dude. I mean, it was, yeah, it was very interesting to like, hear that. I'm like, all right, cool. Wait, is there anything you do for my daughter? She's a pain in the ass. Like, no. <laughs> She's going to be a tough one. She's bouncing on the walls as they're trying to get him. She's just bouncing all over the place as they're trying to get him, you know, diagnosed and everything. She's grabbing and picking up stuff and crawling on the floor. It's like, oh, my gosh. Just kill Sounds me now. Like my parents. <laughs> 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 Mom that's got a little more energy, maybe? Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly it, for sure. I think that we definitely should have a question about concerning kids, because, like, I think people find it really interesting, and I do too, even though I don't have any. So, like, um, I think that that should be one of the four questions, for sure, by the way. Okay. Because there's lots to learn from that experience, and, like, you guys should, I think you guys would all benefit from talking about it, and I would like to hear it and comment on it, so... Yeah. No, I think you're right about that because I really don't talk about it much because even like my group, like what's work and stuff, like I mean, they're all like they've raised kids and you know they really at this point they're thinking about retirement. You know, it's kind of weird being like the youngest guy like in this whole like workforce. So come one of you guys who has this the question and how to phrase it. Remember is important um, because like what Ben said. When we before you guys got on the line was, oh, what was the worst thing that happened to you this month? I want to answer that question. And I said, Ben, that's not what it says. It says, what was something <laughs> difficult? What was something <laughs> difficult that you experienced this month? <laughs> and they're really different questions. I'm not really interested in hearing what's the worst thing that happened this month. <laughs> so I think it's important how we phrase the questions if they're going to be consistent. Um, so. Sure. So you have the way that they're phrased now on the on that sheet, Rudy. Even if you don't have access to it, it is in that text message. So, um, so I think that's worth thinking about. Um, but yeah, the stuff about the kids is is, is really interesting. I think that um, was about university, myelin. I don't know. I lost it. Yeah, we could almost end, you know, the whole thing, you know, if we're talking about questions or if we're sticking to that specifically, uh, we could almost end the podcast with, like, what are you looking forward to in the next month, you know? And yeah. it doesn't have to be anything yeah. big or anything, like, major, just, you know, even if it's just, like, something tiny, it's just like, oh, so, you know, what are you looking forward to? Oh, you know, this is... And that, that could be, like, you know, maybe we start the show... With like a quick, like easy question that like everyone gets the answer, like you know right away, go around the horn kind of deal. Get into something kind of specific and then kind of go you know off the cuff from there, and then like somehow try to bring it back at the end and just be like, okay, what are you guys looking forward to at the end of the month, or you know what are you guys looking forward to in the next couple of weeks or something like that. Boom, 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 we're done. I think that's a good idea. Um... Uh, I think the, the, having something that's future-facing, as however you phrase it, I think is a really good idea. Towards the end, um, 
and I think that I think that we should. What, I don't know if it includes the opener question or not, but mm-hmm. we should stick to four questions. That, and it, again, if we don't get to them all each one time, or everyone doesn't get the answer, that's fine. But as long as we touch on each one, and that, and then there can be an opener on top of that, or that can be one of the four. I don't know. But um, however, we decide to narrow it down. Well, I mean, I guess in that regard too. But um, you know, it's like I said earlier. Like you know, Ben told his story about like what was challenging for him. And immediately I could have told an entire a story exactly related to it, but completely different. Dude, without even thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, so basically um, that same week on Thursday after the Super Bowl, which was also like a snowy, crazy day, um, I was in exactly that same rush that Ben had talked about. It was 5 o'clock and Bridget called me and said, oh, by the way, you gotta go get the kids. I'm like, motherfucker, like, I gotta get the kids. I still gotta get the dog on top of it. So, where I was, I had, like, an hour to, like, drive through the snow, get the kids, and then, like, grab the dog by 6.30 or also, or endure, like, a $15 Macy charge for doggy daycare. So, I'm, like, fucking cruising through the snow, and I hit a car. Uh, I take a side street, like, thinking I'll, like, maybe save some time because, like, the main roads were super busy. And I get onto this road that's just pure ice. And sure enough, I go to a stop sign and I break and I fucking just lose control. Hit a car and I'm like, motherfucker. So I get out. She's really chill. She's cool. She lives just, like, a block away. She was actually stuck in the snow. <laughs> and we, we she's like, I, I can't even move. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. So... Let me I back actually, up like, and hit you again, I, see if I can get you out. I, I actually helped, like, after I hit her and, like, we exchanged, like, insurance information and, like, you know, got it all, like, straightened out, I actually helped push her out of the snow to get, like, so that she oh, can park it, like, out the side of the road. Oh, oh, yeah, that's, like, a, a big deal, though. I'm looking for that stuff. Like, if I see someone stuck, like, I for sure get out and, like, help push. So I just drive right by and say, It's a company car. You know, it's a company car, so I really don't care. But the only, yeah. the only caveat is, like, I have to take a piss test within 24 hours. Mm. So the oh. following day is um, I run back to my office, and I talk to my operational manager. I'm like, hey, like, I got to take a piss test. Like, you know, do you have that hard copy, the carbon copy form so I can go run and do it? He, so he hands me the form, and I run down to, like, the place that I've always gone to take piss test. And I walk in, and I'm like, hey, I have my form, you know, like, you know, I, I got to take a test real quick. And they're like, oh, um, this is a sports rehab place now? Like, we don't do piss tests. And I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. And like, it, it was same building, same, like, um, same, like, everything was exactly the same. It's like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, we're sports rehab now. We don't do, uh, like, DOT and piss test stuff. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I call my operational manager. I'm like, hey, like, this is the situation. Like, where off should I go? And he's like, well, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I have no clue. Like, I haven't had to deal with this. So he gives me the number to the HR lady, our, our, like, regional HR gal. I'm like, okay. So I call her, and she's like, oh, you want to talk to your operations manager? And I'm like, well, I just got off the phone with him, and he told me to call you. And she's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I'm not sure. So she hangs up, and then I'm, like, sitting in my car for, like, 15 minutes. She calls me back, and she's like, yeah, you need to go to um, this place, actually. Um, 
it was I was in Roseville at the time, and she told me to go to this other place, like in St. Paul. And but she's like, also too, the carbon copy doesn't work. You need the uh, it's a different piece of paper. And I'm like, well, I only have the carbon copy. And she's like, well, you got to get this like other piece of paper. I'm like, well, where is that? She's like, I'll email it to you. So she emails it to me. But she's like, you don't need to print it out or anything. Just everything on that email is what you need. So I go to this place in St. Paul. I show them like this email copy. And she's like, oh, no, we don't we don't accept those here. It's like, that's not going to work. I'm like, fuck. So I leave that place. I call my HR manager again. And she's like, well, go to the um, the LabCorp in Edina, the one off of 50th or uh, Francis. I did a piss like, test there. Yeah, yeah. And we, I, we've all probably done a piss test there. Yep. So then I drive there. I go there. This is like my third place to go and try to take a piss test. So I go there. And I hand them, like, this electronic uh, thing on my phone, and I give them, like, the pin code access and all that stuff. And they're like, oh, no, we don't accept those here. I'm like, what? And she's like, no, no, that, that, that electronic chain of custody doesn't work. You have to go somewhere else. And this is the day after. So, like, my whole day is revolved around just trying to take a piss test. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, the same with you. Like, I'm judged on, like, being in the market, like, going to stores and all that stuff. And my whole day, it's already 2.30 at this point. I'm trying to take a piss test. So... I go back, I'm calling her, she's doing something completely different, she's in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, she's like, no, it's supposed to work, so she, I told her I needed, like, a company ID number, she gets me that, I go back to the place, and I give them my company ID number, and the place at the lab corp, she's like, no, that's, that's not it, you, you can't do it here, I'm like, motherfucker, so, oh, I call the HR lady again, it's like 3.30, I haven't done anything, and I'm fine with that, too, I'm just like, fuck, all I'm, they're gonna pay me to drive around and try to take this piss test, that's fine, um, so I call her back, she's like, okay, I'm so sorry, I don't know, I'm gonna email you a completely different form, I'll work it all out, go to this place tomorrow morning, you're good to go. So I walk into this place, it's really like super, like probably the most sketchiest piss test place I've ever been to. You walk in and there's like a barber shop, like it's a medical building, but you walk in and there's like a barber shop right there and it's just like all these like crackheads, like just hanging out, homeless people just chilling. Like I was like, where the fuck am I going? And I walk into this place and all it is is like a little desk and a curtain. <laughs> okay, like what? what? Gonna, and there's a there's a Somali lady passed out on the chair with like uh, Phil Donahue or something like blazing on the TV, and she's just like passed out. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I like I I ring the bell, and I'm like, hey, like I'm supposed to come here and do a piss test. I tell her like everything's already been like emailed to her, like she's all good to go. She goes, sits down, and she, like, starts going on her computer. And she's, really, she's like, super cool, like, a young, spunky um, lady from Thailand. And she's, like, super jazzed up. Spunky she's, after you woke her up? No, no, this that Somali lady was passed out. She was passed out the whole time I was there. <laughs> she's just sitting in the lobby. I had nothing to do with her. Like, I ring the bell, and someone else comes up. And this gal, like, is like, hey, what's up? I'm like, yeah, this is the situation. She's like, okay, cool. Like, she had, like, a pretty good sense of humor, too. And I, like, said, everything's supposed to be emailed to you. Like, this is the situation. And um, she goes, like, I'm sitting there with her about to take the test, and she's trying to pull everything up on the computer. And she's like, honestly, I don't, like, I don't know what your company is saying or what they apparently sent over, but there's nothing here. I'm like, motherfucker. And so, like, my, and this is already this day two of me trying to take a piss test. Oh I'm like, my hey, God. 
I'm like, hey, like, I have, like, this old carbon copy form in my car. It's what I used to. She's like, carbon copy? Yes, go grab that right now. So I go back, <laughs> grab it, give it to her. She's like, yep, this is no problem. Boom. Within, like, five minutes, I had pissed, and she is, like, good to go and send it off to collections. So, like, this form that I had, and this is more like, you know, corporate America stuff. So, like, the form that I had the entire time was the form that I needed. But my HR lady was completely, like, on this other plane of like the new process and everything else and how it's supposed to work, which did nothing for me in the real life. But meanwhile, that old carbon copy with like the, the punched holes on the side, they had to rip off those old forms that worked for me. So, you know, it took me like a, almost a day and a half of like fucking around to like get a piss test to where I didn't even do any actual work. Cause after I took that test, I fucking, went to lunch and then it started snowing again i'm like well i'm definitely not gonna risk that so i'm done so two days of like not doing anything so it's pretty awesome (laughs) the moral of the story is rush around and crash into people because who gives a shit it's a company car that's right don't care at all i got it scheduled to take it in in uh two weeks i'll drop it off and get a rental car and be good to go oh that's why communism fails all right Yeah, I think it's oh. worth chiming in with stories that are similar. I think that was a good one. <laughs> Ju- Ju- is story included. <laughs> yeah. Anybody got anything else? I don't know. Can I ask you? I wonder if he's dropped a beer yet. Or if he's holding a beer. <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just like hanging out, though, you know? <laughs> I, I haven't spilled my beer yet. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been holding on to it, though? Of course. <laughs> That's tight. Nice. I'm glad. You know, that might make it worth it for video, actually. <laughs> we're just like yeah we know we can like have like some yeah if we get like a youtube video going like just constantly monitor and like each episode like is he gonna spill the beer is he gonna drink? <laughs> well okay so if we had video on me either like if it was on my computer it would just be me like pacing across the screen every once in a while like every every second or two because that's what i do is i just pace back and forth and then occasionally sitting down and like stuffing joints where you probably couldn't even see me. Um, but I don't know, that might be worth watching again. <laughs> <laughs> How many joints can you stuff during a podcast? Oh, uh, well, I could have had more if I would have had more weed in front of me, but, uh, yeah. The answer today was 12. Jesus. That's a good number. Alright, guys, if you want to call it, that's fine. Hmm. Hour 39. Right, Full by. Come up with some kind of slogan or tagline to say at the end. <laughs> but it'll come when it comes. Has to be organic. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, it has to be organic. Like a farm. <laughs> All right. All right. Take care, boys. All right, gentlemen. Right, so we'll see you. Sounds good. Hey, Ben. Good, good idea doing this podcast. Oh, shit. My headphones were on backwards this whole time. <laughs> I would have sounded way better with it. Like, yeah, damn. All right. Okay. All right. That was good. Bye. We'll see you guys. Take it easy. See ya.